You're listening to Finding the Joys in the Journey, a podcast for foster parents by foster parents. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting episode of Finding the Joys in the Journey. I'm your host, Phil, and I'm joined again tonight by the lovely and talented Mindy. Yay! Again. Again. Well, I have a list of people to contact again for interviews, and we've had a few that fell through for one reason or another, but it's been it's one just of those busy. Months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, October I think was... we did more this month than the rest of the year put together. No kidding. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And we're actually recording this one on Halloween. I should have spooky sound effects or something. There you go. You can add something in the beginning. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. That's exactly what that's exactly that sounded completely scary and ridiculous. And now I have an update on my computer that is alerting me to. Hopefully it doesn't out on us in the middle of the yeah that would be bad yeah. all right so anyway yeah happy halloween yay so yeah october was super busy so we our topics are limited lately because of not being able to get interviews and everything and it is frustrating because we've had a ton of updates in the case there's been a lot of foster related stuff going on but we're not able to really talk about it in detail so we have to keep you know, privacy and all that. So we have to keep things very generic and we've covered a lot of very generic topics already. So at this point, until we have something and our ideas that are generic, we, it's really hard to say, so here's what's been going on lately with the, in the foster community locally and situations. And yeah. And on that note, if anybody uh, listening knows a judge that might want to come on uh, or or even a guardian ad litem that might want to come on and uh, do their best to explain how the system works and why it works the way it does. I would like to be enlightened by some of that. Mm-hmm. How decisions are made or what the process is and what goes on behind the scenes that even well, and, case workers may not even be aware of. Right. And, and again, one of my biggest questions from the beginning that I ask everybody every chance I get is almost every jurisdiction has a rule of how long kids are supposed to be in, in care. And I, I always get the numbers wrong. Locally, it's 15 out of 24 months, 22. I believe, 22 months. And that's to the best of my knowledge, that is law. And nobody looks at it that way. It's more of a guideline that you can kind of do whatever you want with. And it makes me cranky, but obviously there's a reason for it, or they have reasons that, you know, it's, it's more of a guideline and they can go off book or off script and do different things based on the case. And I, obviously we've seen it work good and bad and see i think that's where it comes down to it's not it is a law but it is also not cut and dry kind of law 15 out of 22 months i believe means that the county has to make a recommendation of yes they can return home or they change the goal to adoption it's not cases closed in 15 to 20 out of 20 months so that's why you know a goal may change around that time frame maybe or they'll say they're working on it and 
you know, we, they need more time. We're willing to extend it. They just need to give some sort of direction of where it's going at that point. And that doesn't, but that doesn't mean anything in regards to timeline of the case. And that's no, it's but frustrating. Nowhere in that law or guideline, whichever it officially is, do you ever see the word 48 months? Or more. Right. Six years. And yeah, years. We, we've seen that. I mean, firsthand and obviously, you know, second, third and fourth hand, we see it somewhat we'll regularly, it. you know, kids that have been in care for five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, so it's it, it sucks. The situation sucks. And and don't get me wrong. I would not want to be in these judges shoes. Right. These are not easy decisions to make. I mean, there's there's a lot of times where I wish I was the judge because, you know, some of these people need to be strung up. But on the other hand, I've seen people that at least from our perspective or what we know of the case deserve a second chance and they don't get it. We've so seen we don't necessarily know everything. Yeah, you know, we're not we don't see all the behind the scenes stuff. So that's just our judgment based on what we have seen. Right. But or it, it, it's frustrating or whatever. But right. It is extremely frustrating. Um, and I know I can <laughs> I can just see your it's funny because I think the two of us are on such like opposite sides of our emotions right now based on current situation of our case where I am. I am more on the sad side and you are more on the angry side. So yeah, it, it's just messy and it, it, and yes, yeah, there's stuff wrong with the system, but the problem is it's not, here's a rule that everyone needs to follow and it'll fit every circumstance. Right. And we've every, talked about that before where right. the system does the so best that it can with rules to protect the most people. And there are outliers that, the rules they can't change the rules every time it doesn't work they can't implement the rules identically with every case because it's such a dynamic thing so it's that that's the frustrating and i don't part, know you know yeah and i don't speeding know speeding you know there, there's a law that says you're not allowed to exceed the maximum speed limit on a roadway that's cut and dry you're either breaking the speed limit or you're not so that's kind of easy case law to follow and this, you could have this stuff gets two, a little messier. You could have two cases of, for example, physical abuse. And it could be the same age as a child, the same kind of abuse, the same everything. And it can go in two completely different directions two with the same different judge. timelines with the same judge. Um, or it can be the same case with two different children that can go in different directions based on circumstances. And, you know, if, if you know, the mother or father, what caregiver is, has um, a situation with one of the children because one of the children has, you know, medical needs or mental health or something, they might get the other child back and the child that has the needs that the parent can't take care of stays in care. I mean, it can go across the board. It's so, yeah, it, I, I get the process has, it, it's ups. so hard. Yeah, it's so you can't. There is no cut and dry. It isn't math. It isn't simple. It's very complex. It's very frustrating. I think on everyone's end of things. And yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be a judge and have to make these decisions or be in front of people to 
hear all the details and weigh all the circumstances. I mean, I'm a Libra. I don't want to make decisions of what to make for dinner. So I certainly don't want to make decisions about someone's life. I didn't even want to be on, I don't mind the idea of being on a jury. I think it would be very interesting, but to know that I would have weight in someone's life, I don't want that pressure. Um, I even, I was going into, uh, I was taking EMT classes and all that. And um, I decided that was not for me because that is too much pressure on me. Uh, yeah, but and now I'm a when, foster when parent it, and I've got all these kids yeah, right. you know, that I'm taking care of. And I mean, it's, when it comes down to it though you do what you need to do yeah it's yeah and i I doesn't mean you want to actually my therapist had mentioned that to me about um about a different kind of job and i said he said oh yeah you could you could do that i said i could i don't want to i don't want to choose to do that yes i physically could do that job and i could probably do it well i don't want to do that job and it was something unrelated but it yeah that's you you make it work if you have to, but I don't want to have to. So, right. You have no audio. I just muted myself back. I cleaned wow. off my screen. There was dust. I apparently muted myself. Wow. Um, yeah, I uh, I just wanted to put it out there of, I know our topics are sometimes hit or miss or random, or we're just telling you about regular home life, which honestly is 95% of fostering is, you're living your life. Yes, there in the beginning, especially, it is very complicated with working around new schedules and getting new cases started, new doctor appointments, new all that stuff. It is very chaotic in the beginning. Once things simmer and settle a little bit, it you're is just living your life, life with an extra kiddo around. Right. And yeah, you may have other appointments or you may have, but you may have that with biological children or whatever too. So it's it's going and you know, going to soccer practice. It's it's making the kids do their homework. It's getting yelled at. You hate me because you're making them clean their room. I mean, that's all yeah, typical normal kid stuff. Yeah, stuff. Right. It's life. But stuff. when and so, you you say soccer practice, but it's soccer practice, baseball practice, scouts, football, this, that, the other thing. And again, that's across the board with any school age mm-hmm. kids. But it's, it, it doesn't get we any were, easier ever. We were at the parade, the local parade last night, and yeah, we saw the local soccer team and football team and like kid version you know young version of all this and I'm like oh this child's going to turn to me and be like I want to do that and I want to do that and I want to do that and while we did get him into things it's I'm like please don't choose it's just like going to the toy store I need all of these toys I want to buy that honey you don't know what that is well what is it well it's a a frying pan it's a right it's a frying pan (laughs) I think we should use it. You should buy it. I'm like, well, no, I don't. Oh my gosh. This child and his shopping. Again, is- totally age appropriate though. It is. But when oh I, when I was that God. age, my brother and I had a thing back then, we couldn't fast forward through commercials on TV. And uh, every time a commercial would come on, you know, you're watching cartoons or something and kid commercials come on for toys or whatever. And we would always race to see who could say, I want that first. <laughs> of course we did. Because whoever said it first was going to get it, obviously, you know, I remember never happened. I remember looking in a huge catalog. It was like the size of a phone book. I don't know if it was like a Sears catalog or I don't remember what it was. Sounds like the service merchandise catalog. I have no idea. I just remember looking through it and circling all the things I wanted. Um, You still do that. Well, kind of. 
in a different way. <laughs> I circled them electronically. Um, well, I know when the six-year-old came home with one of the, what are those book order forms, scholastic book order forms? Um, I said, okay, well go, you know, pick which one, you know, what, a couple that you might really, really like, and then we'll see what we can order. He circled 50% of this dang pamphlet. I'm like, um, no, let's work on, this is your price point. And then it was a huge struggle of narrowing it down. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So now that so we've rambled today, all this time. <clears throat> it's only been like 10 minutes. It's okay. Mm, yeah. So, so we'll ramble for another 50 on right. uh, something specific. And then spend three minutes on a topic and we're done. Go ahead. What's the topic? Go. You were just going to go over the topic. Well, actually, I was just going to take a drink, which is why I was telling you to tell, oh, you to tell okay. the topic. Did you see the cup in the street? Yes, I, was I see take the cup. Drink. Okay, so say what the topic is so I can mute and take a drink. Go. So the topic that we're going to go over this evening is holidays and gift giving. A um, little bit more in depth with some of it, but generically speaking gift giving around the holidays and that can apply to birthdays that can apply to any gift giving occasion yeah and this can be a very wide range discussion um we'll just it, kinda, it can. I guess- and the important thing is take any information that we give and that you get anywhere else and implement it in your way that fits your family dynamic right um and there might be ideas and thoughts that we don't even come up with or don't think about to mention, but um, I'm just going to start spouting things as I think of them. And I forgot what my first, first thing was. It just went away from my brain. Okay. So what's your initial thought of gifts? Cancel all the holidays that involve gifts. That's my advice. Yeah, You're such a friggin' Scrooge. Yeah, but it makes life easier. Thank you. Give them a dollar on Christmas. Call it done. Oh, I remember. So one of the main things that drives me absolutely nuts because we have had kids come to us from other foster homes and we've also had kids leave our home to go to other foster homes. When they come to us, I think there's only been one time, maybe two, that the kids came with stuff, like appropriate stuff, appropriate clothes, appropriate size clothes, their toys. And there have been times that we've gotten kiddos from another foster home that came with barely anything or clothes that did not fit. So if you are that kind of foster parent, do better. You reach out to me and I will hunt you down because it's not okay. It's not okay. Well, and again, there, there's lots the of variables kids, there. You know, maybe I get it the kid the just kids, outgrew clothes and they didn't have a chance right. to go shopping yet. When we're talking two sizes too small and an you're issue. sending clothes in the summer with long sleeves and pants, that's not helpful to me. And, well, and first of all, don't d- bother sending it if it's really, you know, that's what you have. But ugh. to me, without having any further information on that, that appears to me as the, it's a foster home that, okay, when the kid comes in, they get all this. When they leave, they leave with what they came with, nothing more. And that's not okay either. You can do no. better than that. Anything that is purchased for these kiddos. Now, uh, there's a, a disclaimer here. Anything we purchase for the kiddos is theirs with the disclaimer of there are household things that are purchased as well. You know, we, right. have, if we, buy, we have two uh, kids currently. If we buy a console game system or an iPad for the two of them to share or something, that's a household item that does not go with them. But, but then when, when it's when under you buy, the tree, 
it is listed as family a gift. family gift, right? If it's given on their birthday or with their name on it under the tree or something, that's it's theirs, theirs and it goes with them. And uh, I'll be and, gone. And shop if, accordingly. <clears throat> if, if you don't want to give a kiddo a $500 iPad and then have it leave with them, don't buy them a $500 iPad. Mm-hmm. because now you, you know, you just gave the best Christmas present that they've ever had and you feel good and they feel good. And then you're going to rip it out of their hands as they leave. That's not okay. Or if you want them to have it, then buy it for the house and they can use it. And so this is here for foster kids. When they come here, we have things like that. We have a cell phone that we use for teens when they come here, that is not theirs to take with them. And they, but they can use it while they're here. And it, it's just that kind of stuff that just is so bad. But when they leave here, they need to rent a U-Haul truck because they get yeah. so much stuff and we have so much to send with them. It is crazy. And I, I won't criticize because I, obviously we don't know what goes on in all other uh, foster homes, but put some thought into it. You know, maybe there's a good reason that this happened, this happened, or this happened. If it's, but, in, if it's in April or May and you're sending them with, winter clothes that might be a little small i kind of get it and you might not have had a chance to go shopping for summer clothes yet and the summer clothes from last year don't fit anymore i get all that but if it's in the middle of summer and you are sending clothes that are too small and long sleeve and long pants and sweatshirts uh, and flannel pajamas you're doing it wrong and i i'm speaking to a very specific situation and I will call this person out if I ever have the opportunity because, okay, I'm done now. I'm going to just move on. If if you can't do it right, (laughs) take a step back, reevaluate and don't do it. So many stories. That's my advice to people like that. So that we've experienced, but a lot that I've heard lately that just burns me up and makes me hurt so much for these kids, for biological families in a lot of cases when there are not appropriate foster parents out there, I get so enraged. I mean, I really, truly just don't understand. And then I was just having a conversation with you and my mom yesterday about this. When I get a compliment about thanking me for taking care of these kids or thanking me for doing something that is completely ordinary or should be ordinary, Thank me from the teacher for, you know, having good communication and helping the kid with services at school. Why? First of all, why are you thanking me for this? Because I feel like this is just like a a, a duh moment. Like, well, it's kind of what you're supposed to do as a parent or foster parent. Right. Do you mean people don't do this? Explain this to me. Uh, So, yeah, I get really ticked off from this. So. Oh, and but then when people thank me, it I'm like, I don't know what to say to this because I'm like, I, I don't understand why you're thanking me. And then I don't know how to respond appropriately. Like, yeah, I know I'm a great parent. Like, fantastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, right. I'm like, I can't I can't even like I have a hard time even acknowledging that they made, gave me a compliment because especially well, when it's not something it's not like I painted a picture and they're like, wow, that's really beautiful. I can say thank you because I put effort into it and work into yeah. it while I'm doing that with the kids too. I, it's not, I don't, I, I don't my, my typical go-to when somebody says, thank you. And we get it a lot with the fire department. Uh, you and I get it a lot with the foster parenting when they say, thank you for what you do. 
I usually my my canned response is it's my pleasure, but I you know I appreciate your appreciation. Supporter, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I mean you got to say something, obviously, because it would be rude not to. But it is an awkward moment. I I don't do yeah. it for the thanks. I don't do it for recognition. But not- I I put I kind of put the shoe on the other foot and thought about it and we deserve the thanks in the fire service as, as foster parents. It doesn't make it any less awkward though. <laughs> and I, I mean, I guess I, I understand the thought of we deserve the thanks. That's just like, you know, thanking my mom for watching the dogs when we went on vacation. It's like thanking me for watching the kids. Right. Or, or doing the dishes or, you know, yeah. I'm going to say, it's... Hey, I'm going to go out to the auction. So I'll see y'all later. And then that later that night or the next morning, I'll say, thanks so much for, not letting me go, but thanks, you know, for letting me go. Not that I'm like, can I have your permission? But I appreciate that, you know, we could be together and tag teaming these kids because they are against us some days, um, you know, but it's just appropriate. It's just kind of like, you know, supporting each other, but I will still appreciate you and thank you for doing it, even though I fully expect you're going to and, I don't know. It's just very weird. And yeah. somehow we got way off topic. But yes. Gifts. I have I have certain things that make me frustrated. <sighs> Working on talking about emotions in this house a lot. So <laughs> talk about not, like, not with emotions. Me. I don't do that. I'm a guy. That's right. <clears throat> so, so gifts. Gift. gift giving. So yeah, buy gifts for the kids and then send them with them, please. Um, along that note. Be careful when it comes to holidays. And I'm going to put a little warning out there since we're talking about Christmas. Um, there should be, we're going to speak freely regarding certain. Mythical um, fi- uh, figures. Right. So please don't be listening to this around small children at this time, because I don't want to accidentally say something that would <laughs> right. ruin, ruin magic. So um. Santa is not always able to give big, expensive gifts, especially if children go home. So if Santa's bringing gifts to your house, request that Santa bring small gifts. Fill the stocking and keep it simple. Larger gifts can come from you, um, but keep it, keep, it, keep it simple for Santa's sake um, for in the future, because you never know. And then that, Otherwise, you're you know, setting Santa up to fail later. Right. Or the kids get disappointed in that kind of thing. Um, another along those lines. And that, something that, that, apply, that applies to biological kiddos too. any kiddos. Oh, please. You don't even. Well, no, no, no. I, I, oh, I wasn't ahead, even go going ahead. there with it. I know. If, I know. I jumped the gun there. Go ahead. If Santa brings a, a bio, say, say you got no fosters in the house. Santa brings your biological kiddos each a $500 iPad. Now they go to school. And they're showing off their $500 iPad that Santa brought me. Well, that can cause some friction at school for kids who Santa couldn't afford. Or Or some heartbreak of, oh, I was probably bad. I guess I was bad. I don't deserve Santa doesn't like me, something like that. It's it's confusing for them to begin with. It's It's confusing for everybody. But when kids start comparing their Christmas presents and. Which they will. Oh, absolutely. And even even if they're not directly comparing, comparing. they're showing them off. And that's that's part of Christmas. You want to show off Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. But it's it really hits home when, you know, if I come into school with a five hundred dollar iPad and you got a 
$49 bicycle. And you know, why, why isn't, why isn't Santa uh, even across the board? Yeah. Yeah. I got a pack Um, of cookies this year. Thanks. Right. So yeah, keep it, um, keep it simple. Just in general, um, we're going to give Santa a little bit of a break there, but also, um, keep it even please between biological and foster children. Now, even is a loaded word though. Okay. It depends on the age because if you've got a 10 year old and an eight year old, even could be dollar value when you've got a six year old and a two year old, even is number number. of presents, right? Because that's all they're seeing. They don't understand the dollar value. Right. And as kids get older, my mom always said, because there's 14 years between me and the youngest or the youngest in that household. And, you know, if I was 16 and he was two, he was getting all these weird little toddler toys that cost $5 or $10. And I wanted one thing that cost, you know, one of my things cost 30 bucks. So he got three or four things when I got one in the same number value. But I was old enough to understand that it's about number value and also the presents under the tree. My mom said, as I, as I got older, my presents got smaller. So my pile under the tree was, you know, could fit in a, like a shoebox or something. And his, he's got all these big toddler toys. So, you know, I understood it and you just have to explain it that way or figure out what works for you. Is it the number for in our house? right now it is the number of gifts because we take turns opening gifts and the two and six-year-olds would more recognize the number of gifts they're not going to know what the value is yeah he's um, got one more than me but but we don't go spend a hundred dollars on the toddler on the biological and and buy 10 things ten dollars each and go to the dollar store and buy 10 things for the six-year-old no we, we don't, go to the dollar store for both of them we go to the dollar store for both of them <laughs> But we don't we don't really keep track of dollar generically, generally speaking. I will look at like sizes. I try to make sure that they have the same kind of size value or I try to adjust things of how things are open. So things that look like a real big gift that the other one also has something that looks like a real big gift, just because at that age, it is about visual and fairness. So especially for the six-year-old, two-year-old has no idea. Two-year-old doesn't um, care. Yeah. Right. But if you've got, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, you're, you're going to want to try to keep things fair. And that's for any kids, but I think that's a common sense thing, but I'm specifically focusing on saying, don't shortchange foster kids. As, Just especially don't. don't do it intentionally. Right. Now, along those lines, we also have to it's really hard to handle when you've got foster kids going and if you've got two different cases too it makes it even more complicated but if I've got a foster child who doesn't have visits and I have a foster child that does have visits one goes to a visit comes home with a truckload of stuff of toys from mom and dad the other kid doesn't go to a visit or you know mom doesn't show up at a visit or mom shows up at the visit that mom dad show up at the visit and give them two things it's it's really hard to navigate that when you've got younger kids that don't really understand why did their mom and dad love them more because that's what it's about in their minds at that time the more gifts they get the more love they have you know that kind of thing so it's really hard to balance that 
And then when you've got biological but children, it's that not don't hard. Get to it's, go almo- to visits and- it's almost impossible. It is. It really is. Every kid's different. Every holiday is going to be different. It's really, really hard. And when you've got biological kids that don't even go to visits and then don't get those extra gifts or our agency or the county offering gifts or sending gifts when they come to see us once a month around the holidays, they will bring gifts for the foster kids that have been donated to them. And then explaining that to biological children. Again, the two-year-old, not so much going to notice, but he will now, soon. Again, we're, we're kind of lucky our agency Actually, gives gifts mm-hmm. to the biological kiddos as well, well because they want it to be fair or well, at least more fair. One, they, and what has happened in the past um, at a Christmas party, this, yeah, at a Christmas party we had um, two years ago. So the baby was under a year, um, but the other child that we had was four. And he recognized that I got four gifts from Santa because Santa was there. I got four gifts from Santa. Why did the baby only get one? And I'm like, I don't even know. So it wasn't even a biological child looking well, and, at the parent and saying, I got less. Right. It's the foster child saying, I and got we, more. We explained that as Santa knows that the baby doesn't need more presents, you know? Right. The baby and it worked really that time. Toys, yeah, it worked <laughs> you know? But yeah, and, you, and you've always got to be on your toes following and listening and reading between the lines and try to and that's know, a conversation put out little that spot we've, fires. We've just recently had with our agency saying, okay, look, I understand. I don't want you to get donations for my biological child. And they, he actually, our agency caseworker had asked me, I need some ideas for the six-year-old. You know, what kind of stuff do we want? Because we're going to go shopping with the funds soon, or we got donations of gifts and we want to, you know, put them out to who would enjoy them most. And I said, listen, these kids have more toys than a toy store does. We really don't need anything. If, the six-year-old may come to expect it's the holidays. I know the caseworker comes to the present. If you want to bring one, okay, fine. You don't need to bring three, four, five gifts. If, especially if there's someone else who could use it more. Is there a new foster family that doesn't have a ridiculous amount of toys? Is there a new foster family that just got a placement that could use them more? Pass them there. So I don't or, know. Or exactly keep some in back stock. It. So if you get a new placement a week before Christmas and nobody has a chance to get out and shop, you know? Or put it in back stock as soon as a kid, you know, is put into a new home. Here's a new toy. It doesn't have to be for Christmas. It can just be right. for we're going to well, bring and, you pajamas. And again, and- we've, we've kind of done that here where we keep some extra toys, new toys on hand in a cabinet that A, if we get a random placement at an oddball time and we need a present, you know, they get placed with us the day before their birthday. We go and mm-hmm. we hit the cabinet and we have something. Also works well for uh Forgotten family birthdays. members yeah <laughs> yeah you know like, oh are you oh coming God. to are you coming to sally's birthday party today oh that's today crap <laughs> run downstairs right. go in the cabinet you know throw some wrapping paper on and and you're saved i mean and we're, we're that, that, that has been a that real space. real real stress relieving process yeah rather, that, rather than having to run to walmart or something five minutes before you're supposed to be there you walk and downstairs, wrap the, wrap the present in the car, sign the sign the card quick. Oh, I've done that so many times. I, don't, I can't even count. Um, yeah. So it is. really That's the real reason we drive a minivan. So that you have room in the back to wrap presents. Exactly. Of course. I thought that was the rule. Um, so, yeah, holidays are just really complicated. So 
Well, and have the, a plan. The other thing for these things in a in a perfect world, if the kiddos have visits with their bio families, try to coordinate with them. You know, especially if you're on good terms with them. But no matter what terms, you're you're going to bump into the. I mean, in, unless you're in a situation where you don't even see them when there's visits, which we were kind of in because we didn't do transportation for the visits. But in the past, we've done all the transportation for visits. And we coordinated with some of the bio parents as to what they were getting, what we were getting, because we've also had it in the past where uh, a kiddo shows up from a visit with something that's currently wrapped under the tree waiting for them. And it was a bigger item. It was a bigger item. So they knew it was there. So you couldn't just wait till they go to sleep and sneak it out because they're going to notice it missing. Well, no, not, 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 not true. Um, I don't know what you're specifically thinking of. I'm specifically thinking of something, but. Um, I don't remember don't even wrap, which case I'm talking about. I'm, we don't wrap. Oh, no, we don't wrap presents and put them under the tree ahead of time. That gets done Christmas Eve. <clears throat> so there was an instance where they came home with something that was something that we already had, like hidden away. And I was like, well, OK, that'll stay in the cabinet then for future kids, because, right. um, you know, this is you, that you got it already. But, it but yeah, I, ideally, if you're in a position that you can try to coordinate that kind of stuff, yeah. that that's awesome. For sure. I'm actually, yeah. And to touch base on that, please try your hardest to have a good relationship with the biological family. I am telling you, it is beneficial to every single person involved. It truly, truly is. In, it is until beneficial. it isn't. That's why you're saying try. There, there are people well, where you'll give them chance after chance after chance after chance, and they'll just keep taking you. Well, I'm not saying get taken advantage of. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not even saying get involved in the case or any of that. But you can certainly have a good relationship with them in the sense of letting them know, you know, they love their kids. You know, their kids love them. Then even pictures. if you don't know that, even if you don't think that's true, fake it till you make it. I recently came in contact, re, came in, re, reconnected with a former biological family member. Um, and she mentioned that she absolutely remembers us bringing photos to the visits and things like that. And she appreciated it so much. And she knew that we loved those kids and she knew that we supported them. Don't care what the case was about. It wasn't, that wasn't part of my job. I knew they love their children, regardless of what's going on. I know the children love them, regardless of what's going on. And I'm there to just, I guess, sympathize or empathize with their situation in rooting for them to fix what they need to fix, do what they need to do. And it's heartbreaking regardless of what's going on. I can still empathize with them or sympathize I think I'm using, I'm not sure which word I'm supposed to use there, but you know what I mean? Well, are I, you talking about sympathy or empathy? I know. I feel like I'm confused now. It's late. I'm tired. Sympathy. This is not the time to have this conversation. No, probably not. Focus on this way too much. That's our linguistics so, podcast that airs on Thursdays. Right. So just have a good, try to have a good relationship with these people because well, it could be something that years later you can reconnect, which we did. Got to see one of our kiddos, our uh, a long time ago kiddo. Our um, first yesterday. kiddo. Our first kiddo yesterday because he came to the parade and that was, we invited them. And 
he came to the parade and it was great to see him and hang out with them. And it, it was just really sweet and precious. And if we did not have a good relationship with, or, or at least show the biological family respect that we acknowledge they're struggling, but we are not judging them. And, and we're not the enemy. We're, we're not taking your kids from you. We're watching them until you're know, capable of getting them back. Right. We know you love your kids. Doesn't matter what's going on. They love you. Doesn't matter what's going on. And we're here to support you and the child. And, you know, here you go. But if we didn't have a good relationship back then, if they didn't trust us and know that we supported them, then we wouldn't have had him come to the Halloween parade. So it's really special. And again, the other person that I recently connected with, it's like, it's just nice. And while you still need to be careful, you never know about safety things and stuff like that. You kind of have to just gauge it on a case by case. But no matter what, I always try to at least be on good terms at very yeah, and least. There, and there's ways you can do all these things and be safe. You know, set up a, a I don't want to say bogus email account, but a second email account that you can use for communication, whether it's a biological family during fostering, whether it's after an adoption and use that account just for that. They don't have your real email account. Um, so you can send pictures, keep people up to date on the note of pictures. If you're sending digitals now in the past, we've, we've printed pictures and given them to people. So no big deal. But if, if you're going to send digital pictures via email or text or whatever, make sure you take the, uh, exif data out of it if you don't know what that is uh google it but when you take a picture specifically with your phone these days it actually instead of just a time and date stamp it's actually getting gps locations things like that and you want to be careful of that kind of stuff with who's getting it yeah if they see consistently a certain playground this again goes for anybody and you just, you know, oh, you're always thinking safety. So we're not trying to. And I, and I don't trust anybody out there with right. certain information. Right. So you just always want to be careful and mindful of who may have access to this information or who might, you know, have either mental health issues or drug issues. And if they're not in the right frame of mind, they might know how to hand, how to do that and find that. And it could be a bad moment where they're, you know, not doing well. and come over and see you at the playground that you always take pictures at. So, well, and actually, I mean, you know, not to get too far off the topic, but that also applies to teens that have cell phones. Every time they text somebody with a picture, all that information's there. And, oh, yeah. you know, if, cell phones and if they're texting a boyfriend awesome. from school, they probably already know where they live anyway. If they're texting or communicating with people they shouldn't be, all that information's gone out there and it, it it'll it's to the point with GPS where it'll pinpoint what their bedroom is. And that scares yeah. the hell out of me a lot of oh times. Oh my gosh. So much. So anyway, back to so, gifts. Okay. No cell phones. Don't give cell phones as gifts because of everything I just mentioned. They're dangerous. Right. Never cell phone, no cell phones. Just go live <laughs> in the woods with no electronics. That's right. safer. Two tin cans and a piece of string. Right. <clears throat> um so what else are we touching on gifts? I don't know. We talked about. Um, be cognizant about traditions. Oh, yes. Your Very tradition good. isn't necessarily their tradition. They may not have a tradition. 
another great way to contact or touch base with the biological family. And if you can't, if you don't have visits or they don't, or you don't transport to visits, if you don't see the biological family, send it through the caseworker and say, can you please ask, send a letter to a visit. Um, we actually did that for a while with one of our cases that we had a notebook going back and forth, just updating what we did over the past week, anything that was going on with the kids. And it was just a nice way of communicating back and forth. But yeah, we did ask what, we have asked a, a, probably several times, what are your holiday traditions around this holiday or that holiday? Do you want this? Is it a religious thing for you? Is it just the bunny and some Easter eggs and some colored eggs? Is it, you know, going to church the night before? What is the, what do you want out of it? And then they feel like, oh good, they respect our feelings and our beliefs and our culture and our traditions and want to continue out with the kids. And that's a great way to earn some respect from the families as well. And please follow through with it. Don't just say, oh, well, they say they like to go to church the night before, but we don't really do that. So we're not going to do that. Well, no, this is for the kids. You don't have to push your beliefs on, you should not push your beliefs on them, but you don't have support to. Theirs. Yeah, you need to support theirs. You don't have to agree with or join in in whatever case you may have to go and like stay there with them because you can't leave a eight-year-old alone in a church or something but um you need to absolutely support and help them to experience what they want to experience well it, their own it can also be a cool thing for the kiddo you know you're taking to them to church you. you've never been to that church ask questions they're yeah. the expert in this equation let them teach you. Absolutely. And, and how, how often does an eight-year-old get to be the, the expert in any situation? For and real. they're going to take that and they're going to run with it. Most of them, at least. Yeah. One Easter, I. Uh, and it's not going to kill you to go to church just because it's not your church or your Absolutely. religion or, you know, very, very few times does that actually end in death? I, I get very aggravated in that because, Yeah. I get very aggravated in that because in a position that I was in before um, as, as a job, I was taking care of clients who had certain religious preferences and I had an a fellow employee outright refuse to our boss about supporting them in their religious practices. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You are just outright refusing when you were hired, you were told this was what you had to do yeah. part of your job description and you're refusing to your supervisor and did anything get done no but that's another point that's not the point at all so anyway i just i get very irked by this um so what are we talking about easter oh i we did have a couple of kids at one point for one of the easters that um our tradition is to hide um or have the easter bunny hide um eggs that we die i know some in some places, the Easter bunny will dye the eggs themselves and hide them. The well, it depends, depends on morning. what class of Easter bunny you have. I think there's five right. levels. There's uh, a variety. Level five of, does their right. own eggs and hides them. Right. We're a level one family. We we do all the hard work we and the rabbit just comes eggs. out and throws them out in the yard. And We dye our eggs. The Easter bunny gets them and then hides them. But um, this child said, what about eggs with candy in them? What about those plastic eggs and I said oh 
that's not you. I, that's just not, wasn't in our mind because that's not what our Easter bunny does. Our Easter bunny does the real eggs, not the plastic eggs. Yeah, no, but, your, your family wipes out an entire species of, of chickens at Easter when it comes to how many eggs they die. Yeah, I think I think 10 or 11 dozen was my grandfather's record record. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. We might be we might be at more at this point because we've got so many more kids. It just keeps growing. But what was my point? Oh, do you better believe that day? The next day I went out and bought plastic eggs and bought some candy and filled those for the Easter Bunny to hide, too. Um, I don't think it was the candy that she wanted, though, because she seemed a little disappointed, but she didn't tell me what candy to get. I just got a variety of candy. So I'm not sure what she was looking for. Um, but I tried. I did what I could to help her live that little tiny tradition. Yeah. And um, when they look back teenager, later in life, they'll really, get a kick out of it. You know, was it really that important to her as a teenager? Well, I mean, she mentioned it to me. So apparently it was at least in that so, moment. It was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Try to follow any traditions that you that you can find out about. Uh, or ask the kids if they if there aren't any or the parents aren't available or they don't have any traditions, they don't care, whatever. Ask the kids, what tradition can we start? What cool, fun thing should we do this Christmas, this Thanksgiving, this Easter, whatever? You know, what make and find new traditions that the kids really like or want to try or want to do that they never did before. Um, yeah, and, right, and we we've done that at Christmas. We have. Uh... Uh, an adopted family member who is Jewish and we celebrated Hanukkah the one year I had never celebrated. I knew about Hanukkah, but we, I never celebrated it because I'm not Jewish. You say adopted family member. We have to clarify. This is not actually an adoption. We're we're in a foster podcast, so you can't use that word. if It's not the real thing. Um, it's a very unique circumstance within our family. Our family, our family's a black hole. hole. Once you're in everybody, this, and that includes exes, apparently. And it's like the mafia. Their, the only way out is death. Yeah, exes and their new significant others are all joined into this black hole. So, yeah, we have not all. Some of them get out. Some oh, of them yeah, run gotta, screaming. Well, that's true. Hold on. OK, I, I had an update alert again. So, yeah, OK, I, I even said wait an hour and it did not. It's a bunch of it's a liar. So, yeah, so we have this random family member that we have um unofficially i guess adopted into our family so yeah and there's and now so we've got Jewish now they're married now, which and is, yeah it's, and it's fun it it's is cool it's i love knowing well, the new traditions i don't need to yeah I, I don't need to celebrate it every year but learning about it is fun yeah and you know you're learning about another culture and another religion and and we've you know. talked about culture before where it's not just the color of their skin or the getting the right hair products and stuff. It is a whole, it is, it is about this stuff too. So please just respect that. I'm not going to go into culture that I'll get, that'll go on forever. So is there anything else you can think of regarding holidays and gifts and whatnot? What do you think? Be sensitive to what they don't want to do also. If certain aspects of Halloween, regardless of age, if certain aspects of Halloween scare them, don't do them. Right. Um, certain aspects, you know, if if their aunt was killed by a pine tree falling on her, maybe you should reevaluate putting a Christmas tree up in the living room, you know, um, you know, just little things. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Obviously, a little bit of a the first time it happened, a little 
the first time it happens is when you're going to find out about it because you don't think to ask, hey, has anybody in your family ever been killed by a Christmas tree? No, you put one up, they have a meltdown, and then you find out the hard way. So but you, you kind of have to be a detective dynamic, sometimes. But, yeah. yeah. Um, or be sensitive too, because if they were placed or pulled around a holiday, it could be 10 years ago. and But still be a trigger. It could be a trigger. They might not enjoy the holiday. Actually, that season, they have that awareness, even if they're very young, they have the awareness of, oh, I remember seeing the leaves change when I was sitting in the police car, in the caseworker's car, leaving mommy and I was crying. I remember seeing the orange leaves on the ground. Suddenly in the fall, they might be pretty finicky. They might be upset. They might be having a little bit more struggles in school and stuff like that. They might not even know why, but they recognize subconsciously the change of seasons and the trigger. So be aware of that. And please know that holidays are not going to be the fun holidays that you expect them to be because these kids probably would rather be with their moms and dads and family. So especially if it's new placement, especially if it's recent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving me the cutoff mark. We haven't even been at an hour yet. That's not I, very nice. No, that's it's not. not even, that's not professional at all. Me, was, neither am I. Well, that's just true. Now you interrupted me and I got distracted. What were I talking about? Be mindful Holidays. of kids and triggers. Yeah. If if you're planning the big old event and we have had more than one time a kiddo come right before some big event. We were actually really nervous that they were gonna we were gonna get a call. We did get a call a couple of days before our vacation, which we said no to for other reasons. But um you know, getting a call before a vacation, taking them on vacation or throwing them into respite would have just been horrible all around. Um, well, and if, if they go on vacation with you the day they come to your house, you're setting up an expectation that you're not going to right. be able to meet. When are we going to go on vacation? We, we don't do McDonald's on the first day somebody's placed with us because we don't want to set up that expectation. Right. So going on vacation the day they're placed is going to end horribly. Right. Um, but if they come a few weeks before a major event, they might not be comfortable. We had one of our kiddos come a week or two before Thanksgiving and our families are huge. And this child was not into being social with a lot of people and very reserved. Um, so we kept Thanksgiving very minimal. Um, she actually ended up going with family. She got the okay to go with other family for the weekend or something. So it worked out very well, but we were considering that we might not be going to Thanksgiving with the big family this year. We might be just doing something little at home, maybe having, you know, grandparents come or something small because we didn't want to overwhelm her, you know, and make her more upset. And kids are going to be sad. They're going to miss mom and dad. They're going to, you know, wake up Christmas morning, excited to come down the steps, but mom and dad aren't there. And at some point mm -hmm. during that day, it's going to hit them. It might not be right away because they got the excitement of presents and stuff. At some point, it's going to hit them. Be prepared. Well, and the thing you got to remember, like with what you're saying about Thanksgiving, it sucks because you're missing Thanksgiving. However, you're missing one Thanksgiving for this child who could potentially be traumatized further by going to a large Thanksgiving. It's not about you. It's about them. and suck it up and do what you need to do you're missing one thanksgiving you'll be there and next you're year an adult. it's all good and right you're, and you're an adult 
we choose to accept some of this pain to take some of it away from the kiddos and give them a little bit better life, at least while they're with us, do it. Right. Right. Don't. Yeah, please just be considerate of what their needs are, even if they're not voicing them. Ask questions, read between the lines. If you think that they're not going to want to go, but they're saying yes, because they don't want to upset you. Lie. They're afraid of how. Yeah. Nope, something, something else came up. We can't go. Read between the lines. One of, one of the few, the one of the few times in life that I will encourage people to lie. <laughs> that that's well, a big white lie, not a little white lie, but sometimes you, you have to do that. You also don't want them to have the guilt of I ruined their holiday. Right. They're going to hate me now. You're protecting them by lying to them. So do it. It's it's really hard. It's really. And that's how really strongly I feel about this. I'm even recording the fact that I'm telling people to freaking lie. <laughs> um, yeah, you're very anti lie. You're one of the most honest people ever. And sometimes you end up getting people mad at you. They're like, you know what? You're way too honest. And now I have to do something about that. <laughs> Whatever you just said that I could have pretended didn't happen. I think it's great. I appreciate that. I think it I'm, is. I'm making the world a better place. I think person at a time. Be like that. It's just funny because everyone's so do I. like, you know, then people wouldn't think I was so weird. But yeah, so it, it, it can be really messy around the holidays and we're hitting a lot of big holidays coming up. So it's hard. And yeah, we're round, rounding the band into the busy season. Into the busy season, aren't you? Our, I think our October was the busiest that. Well, yeah, but I work I don't, in retail too. So the busy oh, season yeah. is yet to come. That's, that's different for you. That's a different kind of busy. Financially, it is a good kind of busy. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. October was so insane. I don't, I, I don't think that we are going to do as much in the next two months as we did in that one month of October. I, we did so much. It's, I, I am even shocked. And I'm the one that is the planner of going to all of the fall festivals. And I am even shocked by how much we did this this month. We even went to a fall festival while we were on vacation out right. of state. That's right. how, that's how much she's into the fall festivals. That's how. And that was a good one. It was. I mean, almost worth the drive to it next year. It's only about Actually, an hour my mom, and a half my away, mom asked. So. My mom asked. She's like, so where is that one? Because that one we, looked really good. That we've driven one. further for dumber crap. True enough. All right, All right I, folks, I, don't think, I, have I think that's else, what or... we got for you tonight. Questions, comments, concerns, uh, ideas for future shows. You want to be on the show, anything. You just want to say hi, reach out to us. Uh, information's on the website. Easiest way is Facebook uh, or the email address uh, listed on the website. Uh, other than that, I think that's all we got. I mean, we could blather on about we could. all kinds of other crap, but I think we covered our topic pretty good and we're around the hour mark. Yeah. So, I think all right, folks, good. be good to each other weeks? out there. Uh, we yes, we're, we're still again? going every two weeks. I, I'm thinking probably through Christmas, I, I or the, fir the first of the year, you know, maybe I we'll, agree. we'll do uh, January through October. We'll do it once a week and then come October. Huh. Oh, we've got birthdays right after the holidays too i, I oh just, yeah maybe i know it gets i mean when covid like i mean still all kinds of crazy and stuff but stuff is different now than it was a year ago we're almost at a year of doing the podcast so mm -hmm. we had more time we didn't have as much stuff we didn't have the 
birthdays and holidays and all that last year. So it, we had the time to do it then. So if we're getting, well, I also wasn't working then either. So yeah, it's, if we were were getting back to somewhat normal life, I I don't, I don't know if the weekly thing is going to be feasible. If yeah, we are well, even touching on rest, what our rest assured, life is now. Rest assured, we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be here sharing information, having guests on. It may just permanently go to a two-week thing. Um, we're also running out of things to talk about. Right. And I don't want to come on and just talk about like what we did during the week. Yeah, that, not that was our related. first year's programming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and while I wouldn't mind if everyone wants to hear about what we did during the week but if it's not foster related that's what we want to kind of focus on or parenting or something it's not just so we went to this festival we went down the slide and then somebody got you know fell off the hay bale and whatever whatever so anyway we were saying goodbye yeah go ahead (laughs) i already did and then you commandeered the show and started oh i just wanted to make sure you know two weeks or whatever i wanted to update right So we'll see you in two weeks. Be good to each other. Thank Uh, you all. Have a great two weeks. Bye.